0: Welcome to Polycast. I'm your host, Davey Drones, and on this show, I explore the lives of Cal Poly students, faculty, and alumni who share their stories and experiences. On this episode, I bring in Eric Dreischerf, and the best way to give his introduction is to tell you the story of how we first met. He introduced me to one of the coolest diving experiences that I will never forget. So, I saw his post on the Cal Poly scuba page, and it showed this picture of the sea anemone that was this bright green, and he talked a little about this newly discovered fluoro diving. Well, it had me intrigued, so I took him up on his offer, and we made plans to go diving. The day before the dive, I went to the dive shop, rented some gear, and the guy there said, I'm not quite sure why you're diving. The visibility is less than a foot, and... You know, it, like, the Avala Pier, there's not really m- too much to see. I told him, like, hey, you know, I'm just going into this, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes out of it. So I go pick up Eric the next day, and as soon as I pick him up, it begins to hail. Like, really, really hard. However, we say, alright, nope, we're still gonna go, we'll just check out, see what it's like. And we head to the Avala Pier. So on the way we were talking and, you know, I learned a little bit about this floral diving and how we're essentially using these black lights, however it's a blue light with a yellow lens, but it has the same effect as this black light shining underwater, and you just see these sea creatures, sea anemone, all these different, all this different life underwater just light up in these vibrant colors. So I'm now a little, a little more excited uh, now that I know what's involved, and but then as soon as we arrive at the pier, it begins to rain and thunder and lightning. So we can't obviously dive while there's lightning, but we decide to wait it out because we do have to dive at night in order to use these special lights. So we wait for an hour and a half for the rain to pass by, and especially the lightning. So now we're cold, we're gearing up, but you know, we, we stick with it. and. Eric, you know, he hadn't, he had told me how cool it was, but he said it's either going to work and be this amazing, this, this amazing site or nothing's going to happen. However, again, we're there. We have our gear. We say, may as well, let's go try it out. So we gear up, head down to the water and it's freezing cold. I mean, this is a night dive in uh, March and it's, it's, it's really cold. So we get in the water again super skeptical don't know what to expect but we turn these blue lights on and what i saw next was unbelievable the coolest diving experience i have ever had in my life and i can't wait to do more of it build my own kit and again this concept is fluoro diving so please welcome my guest eric treesherf here on polycast Welcome, Eric. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me, David. Dude, it was a
0: pleasure meeting you yesterday. And, you know, quick turnaround, but here we are again. And so we had the craziest experience. Uh, let's just dive right into what we were doing
1: last night, you know, fluoro diving. Yeah, man, fluoro diving. So it's a kind of scuba diving night dive where you go down with special lights and you observe uh, fluorescent effects of various like sea creatures so like what do you think of it like i mean like (laughs) your first time it
0: was unbelievable i mean the way i've been explaining it all day to like everyone i've run into is you're kind of taking a black light i mean it's not exactly black light but you're taking a black light and just shining over whatever's down there and so you know when you when you're using a black light you you shine in the bathroom or anywhere just like whoa like there's a lot of stuff that you don't see with the naked eye and so that's what was just fascinating last night, seeing these like sea anemones that were just lit up, like neon green, and you know I, I don't even know some of the stuff we were looking at, but yeah, yeah. just that it lit up so bright and vibrant.
1: Exactly, and that's like totally what it is. So it's essentially a black light, that's the effect that you're seeing, um, that fluorescence. Um, when you're seeing black lights on land, you're not seeing that, that UV light. All you're seeing is the fluorescence coming back, which is why it's so stunning. Uh, what we were doing last night, We were actually shining a blue light, so something you could see, and that's why we were wearing some yellow mask filters, Mm -hmm. and that blocked out the blue light from coming back, and we got that black light effect, and so we saw the fluorescence from yeah the anemones and uh, you know some of the mussels that were growing Mm -hmm. on the pier pylons, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it was just phenomenal. So
0: what kind of got? How did you hear about (laughs)
1: this? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think I was at a dive shop up in Monterey. Okay. Uh, And Monterey is a really good spot for scuba diving. And they have two really, really nice dive shops up there. And one of them is really into um, like cinematography and photography and especially lighting Mm because they want to catch like that Mm -hmm. perfect shot. And I think I got talking to them and I was watching like one of their videos. It's playing in the background. And I see just this unbelievable night dive come up. And it's like, wow, like (laughs) what is that? mm -hmm. Like what sort of special filter is that? And he's like, oh, that's. That's called fluoro diving. And I was like, fluoro what? He's like, oh, it's like fluorescence night diving. Mm-hmm. So he kind of told me about it a little bit. Uh, and, yeah, I learned that, you know, it's not that old of a, of a thing that they've been doing in scuba diving. But, yeah, essentially you just go down with these special torches and you observe fluorescent effects. Um, so it kind of sold me then. Uh, unfortunately, the price tag did not sell me at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was telling you earlier that, like, this kit is still, like, really expensive. So it's like, you know, $500 flashlights or whatever. Like it's kind of, kind of nuts. Crazy. So, um,
0: so you took it on yourself, yeah, yeah. You're like <laughs> DIY, let's do it. Yeah.
1: So at the time, like, you know, I couldn't afford that, um, but I was really interested in what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I did some research into, um, you know, how the effects work, read a couple like white papers, did some more research. And then what we were diving yesterday uh, was yeah, home built rig um, for floor diving. Right. And you saw like it worked, right? Yeah, like it worked. It was it, dirt like, simple. I
0: love the process of how you kind of you know, built yeah. it yourself. Can you elaborate? Yeah. Here? yeah.
1: So, um, you know, it's like anything you start with a Google search. Uh, and I, I learned that a lot of what's going on there, uh, is some pretty basic physics when you're willing to dig into it. Um, and so, you know, I kind of looked at what the state of the art was. Um, I rented some of the state of the art. So I, I went to that dive shop in Monterey a couple of years later, some buddies and I uh, rented the gear to see what it was about and kind of Figured out, hey, like this is what you need to make it work. Um, And then from there, kind of reverse engineered um, a flashlight out of it and then followed it up with a mask filter. So, pretty stoked when I finally like tested it and it worked for real. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I probably screamed underwater, you know? (laughs) Like, I'm sure you had a similar experience like trying it out. Uh, Yeah, it was was fantastic. And it's really cool when you're able to make something like that on your own and then share it with others Mm -hmm. and kind of spread how amazing that is.
0: And so did you follow like
1: YouTube videos at all on how to this? Or you, you know, were just like, OK, yeah. it's got to be
0: a blue light. It's got to have this effect, yeah?
1: For a, a little bit of both, um, so there aren't really any good instructionals on how to like go through the entire process. Okay. Um, I saw one instructable, which is like a do-it-yourself website. Mm-hmm. saw so one instructable on making a cheap floral light. Um, and I followed that and didn't really have much success. Um, because I think they were using a UV light at the time, mm-hmm. and so just like black lights, you can still go down with a UV. But uh, from what the current research seems to suggest, um, visible blue light in about the 465 nanometer wavelength okay. um, appears to work best for exciting this fluorescence in sea creatures. So uh, it's like I followed a little bit of the instructions, you know, that was out there, but there wasn't much, and so it was really by digging into kind of some of the research behind why this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was able to kind of put the two together and make something functional. Okay, so.
0: and it's really that blue light that yeah. works. And so can you tell, talk yeah, a yeah, bit yeah. about how light kind of works underwater? Yeah,
1: so um, most generally when you're scuba diving, um, you'll you'll find out very quickly. The deeper down you go, the fewer colors you'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people that haven't been scuba diving maybe haven't seen this, uh, but just as a quick Example, how you'd know um, that it's happening is like when you look in a pool, like you see it, it's blue, right? Mm-hmm. It's not red, it's not yellow. Uh, it's blue because you know the blue light is kind of the all the others are being absorbed right away, and the blue light's getting reflected mm-hmm. and it's the last to be absorbed. Okay. So you'll see blue light, um, you know, a couple hundred feet down, and red's gone after like the first 30 feet. Okay, you know, just in the you think about the visible spectrum of light, mm-hmm. um, your Roy G. Biv and all those lighter colors those longer wavelengths the reds the oranges the yellows are getting cut out first so the blue light the way it's working uh, from a fluorescent standpoint is it is uh, hitting the subject and if it's something that fluoresces it's exciting electrons mm-hmm. in that uh, in that subject and those excited electrons um, after they're done being excited is they're coming back down to a stable state they're releasing energy Okay. And that energy that's being released, we're seeing as photons of light. We're mm-hmm. seeing that come back at us, mm-hmm. and it's coming back at a different wavelength than what you shined at it. You know, it's coming back at a at a lower energy level or a longer wavelength. Right. So what you were seeing last night was, you know, oranges, right? Mm-hmm. And you were seeing greens and yellows, mm-hmm. and those are both longer wavelengths of light than blue is. Um, so that's what you were seeing, and and that's like the physics behind it too. Right. So.
0: And so that's one reason why. You know, especially like with GoPros, once you go deep, you need that yeah. red filter in order to capture that exactly. spectrum. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, the common thing with GoPros is you kind of put a red piece of acrylic in front, mm-hmm. you know, like a, essentially like, yeah, just a filter. And you can go down to 60 feet and everything looks like it's now the natural colors again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's similar to kind of what we were doing.
0: But we used yellow acrylic.
1: Yeah. So, we use yellow. And what yellow does is it cuts off. So, if you shine, um, you know, a blue flashlight, you know, you. You know, and you look at the blue flashlight, mm-hmm. if you could like gauge how strong that blue is, and then you put a piece of yellow in front of it, it will attenuate or cut off a lot of that blue. Oh. So it worked as a filter that cuts it off. Mm-hmm. So we were looking through yellow because we wanted to see the things that were fluorescing that weren't blue. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So by looking through yellow, all the stuff that's gonna come back to our eyes is gonna be like cut off from blue and you're just gonna see the colors above blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's why we were using yellow. So yeah, and, a,
0: and another really cool thing was how we you know We each had our white lights that yeah. we normally use but then you had the blue light And so above water you shine both and the white light goes like all the way to the end of the pier the blue light you know, Yeah, not too far, but as soon as you put them underwater it's completely flipped and yeah. the blue light you know lights up everything
1: and so that's once again that's how water is is uh, absorbing the colors and it's letting other colors like continue to reflect on so the blue is traveling really far so i think that's what always amazes people you're talking at the dive shop yesterday and they're like oh man visibility out there is going to be trash <laughs> like yeah, right. why are you going diving you know uh, but I was like, "Hey, it doesn't matter because this blue light will penetrate really far, mm-hmm. and we'll be really close to our subjects." Right. Uh, and I think you saw that, like mm-hmm. we were within a foot or two of our subjects. Oh, and even closer! Like yeah. you get right up your eyes. You right want next to be there, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, it's it's really cool, uh, kind of seeing that. So. You got a good taste of it. I'd Mm -hmm. say you probably saw a level three out of 10. Oh my gosh, I loved it. I loved it so much. All right, so tell
0: me, what what have you seen? So um,
1: (laughs) some of the best uh, fluoro diving I've done, and I'll just put it out there. Like I've always been a fan of night diving. This is the kind of diving you can only do at night, this fluoro Mm -hmm. diving, because you need it to generally be dark enough to see colors shining back. Mm -hmm. Fluorescence is generally a weak property, Mm -hmm. um, so it needs to be dark. So I'm already a fan of night diving. uh, So fluorescent diving takes it to the next level for me. The best I've seen has been in uh, the South Pacific. So I was diving around Indonesia for a while um, with these rigs. And I mean, it's just it's almost indescribable. But you find yourself uh, floating down the reef. And ahead of you is a brain coral that's eight feet in diameter glowing like a a neon green disco ball. It's insane. Wow. You know, and so when you have visibility like that, you know, in a 60 to 80 foot range, you can spot an eel across the reef because it's glowing a bright yellow. Wow. And it's, it's so bizarre because um, science is still kind of catching up with the purpose, the evolutionary mm-hmm. purpose of this fluorescence. And they still don't quite know like why, like what's yeah. the advantage here? You know, and some of the theories are because blue is the last light to kind of go away, the last mm-hmm. color to go away in the visible spectrum, uh, things are responding and fluorescing in blue because it's the last light a lot of them would see mm-hmm. um and so maybe they're doing a communication signal among you know different animals um with this fluorescence mm-hmm. uh so it, it's hard to say but uh yeah i mean you just see so many weird things um <laughs> that fluoresce and it's the things you don't yeah. expect
0: yeah and, and well and that's the crazy thing because uh what you're kind of saying is kind of those that want to blend in yeah that are the ones that fluoresce and you know i was just talking to my roommate this morning like dude like why? Like, you know, I mean, like they're trying to blend in, but as soon as you shine that light, I mean, yeah. like, do they, are they like, what what are they seeing? And maybe is that like something that they're trying to show off? Like, cause I mean, those yeah. colors are beautiful. I know. You know.
1: And they're so vivid. Right, They're so vivid. So like, you know, I'll throw a theory out there. Um, I think you see a lot of, uh, the animals on the reef, like anemones that mm-hmm. are kind of like the background. So if you're not into scuba diving, this is the anemones maybe amount to your, you know bushes in the woods right you know they're mm-hmm. maybe not your trees they're not like uh, kelp would be or like uh you know some corals would be but they're kind of like the smaller you know and they're distributed in patches uh, so maybe some of those predators that would hide in the bushes mm-hmm. um, so to speak uh, by fluorescing it means that they would fluoresce with the anemones that are also mm-hmm. fluorescing mm-hmm. so maybe it helps them from a camouflage standpoint blend in as well uh, okay right. but it's just when our eye sees it because we're looking through that filter mm-hmm. it makes them pop yeah right the fish don't maybe necessarily have that filter right so it's still blending in enough um but yeah some of the most incredible uh fluorescents i've seen from animals have been scorpion fish mm-hmm. uh, which are a, a poisonous fish that the wild looking ones yeah right <laughs> yeah and they just kind of sit on the bottom and mm-hmm. they're normally pretty tough to spot yeah i mean like. i've like it's like, hey, did you see that
0: scorcher? I'm like, what? Yeah, what? The Rock? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, you shine a light on those, and I mean, you get some of the most beautiful red fluorescence. Wow. So it's it's pretty spectacular. And
0: so the main colors, I mean, I guess we're seeing all yeah. the kind of colors other than blue, but yeah. you know, reds, oranges, yellows, greens. I mean, we only kind of saw the oranges and yellow or greenish yeah. last yeah. night, but you've seen kind of all them.
1: Yeah, and you'll see blue every so often. Okay. But right, you're gonna see it. Um, at a higher wavelength, it's going to be like a, a lighter colored blue right. than uh, whatever that mask filter is cutting off. Okay. So, um, and what's cool about this is there's so many different directions you can go, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you went down with an ultraviolet light, mm-hmm. uh, you don't necessarily need a filter, mm-hmm. right? You can do that, mm-hmm. uh, and then you're going to see the blue fluorescence as well. Mm-hmm. So, depending on kind of what experience you want and mm-hmm. what animals react to what wavelengths, um, you can really tailor your fluorodive and truly see the reef in another new light just by using you know a different kind of light so and
0: you were saying that you were diving with someone in indonesia where he's like oh i've dove this wreck tons of times like okay whatever but i mean he saw it completely different
1: yeah and i think the issue is he'd he was like the dive guide and i think he had um guests that he had taken around who had the lights Mm -hmm. but he wasn't wearing a filter so oh, all he was okay. seeing was the wreck bathed in blue light right. i'm not gonna lie that's not really spectacular yeah
0: i mean we were kind of testing it and it does i mean it doesn't have that pop like yeah. it does kind of fluoresce a little but nothing as soon as you put that filter on which is just crazy it is crazy you
1: know? yeah and it's it's truly so simple you know mm. when you just like oh it's a piece of yellow acrylic you know and yeah. you're looking through but then you think about the physics and you're like that is so amazing right that works yeah so i I was like, hey, man, you got to try this out. He's like, hey, you know, like, it's not really that spectacular. I'm like, yo, Komang, try this out. Yep. <laughs> and so I gave him the filter, and I mean, it's like a kid in a candy shop. This is some guy with probably 5,000, 6,000 dives, right? He's the kind of guy who stops counting at that point. Yeah, right. Uh, and it was like it was his first night dive. He was having a blast. Wow. You know, darting all over the wreck, all up and down the reef, looking in this little nook and cranny, pointing me over here. Look yeah. at this. <laughs> look at this, you know. Uh, wow. And so it's what's so truly incredible about it is, yeah, it just it takes your dive to a whole whole nother level. Mm-hmm. So
0: and this is kind of it's not location based, like it's not like, indo- I, I mean, some places yeah. obviously a bit more than others, but it's really kind of anywhere.
1: Yeah. And I think that's still kind of a question of the answer. Okay. It's like, where is uh, what's what's the distribution of fluorescence look like in the animal kingdom? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so um, is it some sort of evolutionary advantage for uh creatures in warmer waters like the south pacific or the caribbean or is it just the fact that those places tend to have a a higher conglomeration of sea life to begin with Mm -hmm. so maybe we're seeing more of it there you know maybe it really is better adapted to cold waters like we're seeing Mm -hmm. but because there's less life we don't see it as often so i think it's still an open question yeah um for all we know you know maybe there's really good stuff in antarctica like not we don't don't know (laughs) right we're still figuring out so I would say um, from like a a recreational diver standpoint, this technology is like less than a decade old. We really haven't had this like in our hands Mm -hmm. that long. Scuba diving already isn't that old of a sport. You know, we're talking like 40s and 50s when Mm -hmm. Jackie Stowe's pioneering it. So um, there's still a lot of questions to be answered. uh, And Mm -hmm. I think it's really fascinating.
0: And you were able to get some pictures as well through a GoPro.
1: Yeah. So yeah. it's still challenging uh, oh. to do that imaging because you are attenuating light. You're cutting down light, so it's mm. you know you have to you have to be smart with how you're setting up your image. You have right. to be still. Mm. Um, as a diver, you'll know that unlike on land, you can't it's, just oh, it's the hardest thing. <laughs> right? Yeah, back and forth in the current, up and down, down. hold your breath,
0: float, let it go, yeah. and then use that warp stabilizer.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty challenging. So uh, I've gotten a couple images. Um, I would like to do some more imaging, but. It's like a lot of experiences. Sometimes you get so wrapped up in the moment. Right. You just got to experience it. You just got to experience, it, gotta experience yeah, it. That's yeah. the way to do it. And
0: then, like, for other people, it's like, hey, you know, I mean, you could see the pictures and everything, but that doesn't – Yeah, the, you got to get it there. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. So,
1: unbelievable. What I would love to see um, – I would love to see this offered in, like, an aquarium. It would mm. be super cool if they had, uh, like, in one of their night exhibits. Right. You know, or one of their, like, darker exhibits. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk in the front of the exhibit, you grab – Maybe like Ooh, a filter stick. on a stick, mm-hmm. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a little mask you right. take to a party. Yeah. And you walk around and you look at the sea life like that. And if you illuminate the tank, you know, yeah. I would say there's still, I think there's still some ethical questions going on. Oh, um, okay. And so what I mean by that is because we're still understanding the evolutionary position of fluorescence mm-hmm. and, uh, and we don't quite know how animals are reacting to it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it begs the question like, is this light harmful? Right. You know, are we introducing the, mm, too much mm-hmm. light at too much power at too close of a range? Right. Are we causing damage? Um, I mean, so, they're pretty
0: powerful. Like, you shine them right? in your
1: eyes, you're blinded for yeah. a full minute. Like, yeah, like it's just like a normal dive flashlight. Mm-hmm. But the difference is underwater. I mean, if I shine like a normal white light at you 80 feet away, mm-hmm. uh, by the time it hits your eyes, it's not so bad. Yeah, but this guy's like, and, and right in front of invisibility, you. Like, you're, yeah. you're
0: barely seeing that light anyway,
1: for sure. So, I think. Before we'd probably see it in an aquarium, I think there's probably got to be, I think we got to do a little bit more on the ethics side, you mm-hmm. know, and figure out what's going on, make right. sure it's safe. Right. Because um, that's still like a question like I'm wrestling with, you know. Yeah. Uh, you'll see like on my dive torch, you know, I had a dimmable switch. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That was on purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I picked a torch that I could modify so that I can introduce enough light to observe the effect, mm-hmm. um, but not overpower it. Right. Um, so...
0: And you also had that kind of wax paper on it as well. Yeah, exactly. it. Okay.
1: Yeah. So uh, when I was right with any build process, yep. like you're always experimenting, <laughs> you're, always hard, you're iterating yeah. this and that. So uh, when I first built it, um, it was mostly about, hey, am I getting the effect? But when I actually started diving it, it was like, wow, like I'm getting too much effect in the middle of the beam mm-hmm. and not enough in the periphery. So I okay. said, hey, like what can I do to go ahead and uh, uh, you know, like spread this light out? Right. You know, I was thinking about it. And I was like, well, you know, diffusers. Like that could work. Um, And so I was on a dive boat. I was in the middle of the ocean, didn't really have access to a shop, Uh you know. And so we were looking around for stuff, and we came across, like, you know, Mm Band-Aids, right? You open up the wrapper on a Band-Aid. Okay, you take out the Band-Aid, you throw the wrapper away. Well, it turns out that (laughs) Band-Aid wrapper is, like, pretty translucent Uh for the most part, right? Uh, And so we kind of cut that to shape a little bit. Uh, I had a tool that I made to take off the uh, the bezel and the light, mm-hmm. put it on there, cranked it back down, tested it. I was like, yeah, this will work. Oh, what? You know? And then the next <laughs> night I went out and I dove it. And I was like, fantastic. That's awesome. So it's just like, that's the, like, it's the nature of building your own stuff. It's yeah. you got to be willing to experiment as you go. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew how to back up light if anything happened. Um, right. You know, so it was, it was okay doing it. And it turned out for the better. So yeah. And like, what a dirt simple trick, you know? Exactly. So. I mean,
0: like I'm I'm ready to make mine. Man. <laughs> exactly. You know? Right, Sign me up. What and hey, the... even start them because they're <laughs> going for crazy prices all Yeah.
1: So if you wanna if you wanna buy these right now, kinda like the state of the art um, consumer model, uh, is like in the five hundred dollar neighborhood. It's wild. It's nuts. Like That's, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cheapest I think I've seen right now is about hundred and eighty. Um not that's say, just for this blue light that's for the blue light and okay. one filter and one filter right so if you want to show and your filter for your mass yeah or, so one okay. filter for your mass okay and so if you want another filter to show your like dive buddy yeah. like they're charging like another 50 bucks oh my goodness so i don't know if i'm going to say <laughs> on yeah. air how much i'm building for yeah but i am going to say it's at a fraction <laughs> new of business the cost. in the works now. yeah it's at a fraction of the cost uh. um but like, I'm not, I mean, I'm in it to show other people right, how incredible this exactly. is, you know? And, I mean,
0: that's what it is. Like, it's what it is. so
1: cool. It's sharing the love of like what you're doing and like opening, it opened my eyes when I first saw it, mm-hmm. you know? And I, it's so cool to see that look in other people's eyes too. Uh, you know, it's so pretty yeah. special.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. And so this all came <laughs> out of you just loving to dive and all, yeah. but you're Cal Poly alum. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about kind of your experience at Cal Poly.
1: Yeah, so I uh, study Mechanical Engineering here. Um, I graduated about uh, a year and a half ago, June 2017. Um, and I was in Scuba Club while I was here. Okay. So I did three years at Scuba Club. Um, and before that, I was a diver since high school. So okay. I've kind of been diving uh, for a while. So, in terms of my experience here, uh, it's fantastic, you Mm -hmm. know, like, really good way to prepare yourself for getting your hands dirty and doing that kind of stuff. Right.
0: Well, I mean, just how you built this light, you know? It's like, first you make it, and then it's like, oh, here's a wax, Yeah. (laughs) here's a band-aid going to do it. Exactly. Wow. So,
1: it's kind of that mentality. Um, And it was like having enough of the background knowledge to not be afraid of the physics going on, Mm -hmm. you know, the theory that's actually happening. Mm Um, willing to get my hands dirty on that, but then also having like the ability to make my own stuff. Right. Um, so I started working on them while I was still a student here. Okay. You know, the goal was always, oh, let me get a floral light ready before Catalina. Uh, know, yeah. Right. You know, I'm, that's my goal, you know, Memorial <laughs> Day weekend. already Market on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> so that never materialized. I had one that was set up and then I ended up like getting a short in the light or something. Oh, and funny. so like, didn't end up working the day of, okay, uh, yeah. Oh well, like it's that's life, you know. Mm-hmm. You gotta gotta have those setbacks. <laughs> uh, but while I was here, you know, I was using the shop to like make the mass filters. Mm-hmm. So as I was telling you, um, those mass filters that we were using last night uh, are like set up for one of my masks. Okay. So like they're the actual outline of the mask. So wow. you, it's like snaps into place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the generic mass filters you'd buy uh, are truly just a rectangular piece of acrylic. So just a piece of plastic with a little nose bridge cut out. And they're $50, right? Oh like, it yeah. is highway robbery. So um, I was like, why would you do that when you could have access to a laser cutter right. and cut right. it perfectly to shape? So, um, yeah, like, that's that's kind of what the experience was here. It's like actually getting your hands dirty and, and doing stuff. So. That's yeah. phenomenal.
0: And let's, let's talk about your FPV Frisbee. Um, <laughs> I love <goodness>. that
1: <laughs> I'm going to keep that on the DL because there might be some IP going on with that oh, later okay, on. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll talk about other stuff, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Did you have any internships or anything while you are here?
1: Yeah, so um, I got pretty lucky. Uh, I interned every year. Um, So I interned after my freshman year, after my sophomore year, and then um, interned my junior year, Mm -hmm. and then also did uh, a part-time internship uh, junior into senior year. Okay, wow. So I ended up leaving with four internships, which was rad. Um, It allowed me to, to, like, put my hands in a lot of different pots, like, Mm -hmm. see a lot of different applications for mechanical engineering right uh which is super cool Uh, and the thing with internships it's like joining a club it's uh it's just as much to see what you want to do as it is to find out what you don't want to do you know so don't be afraid to like take one that's like not perfect you know Mm -hmm. because you'll find oh maybe this aspect i really liked maybe this other aspect i thought i'd like i didn't Mm -hmm. like um so yeah uh shout out to career services here for yeah okay a lot a lot of help uh tuning the resume doing the project portfolio and uh, setting, setting me up for success on that, so.
0: Wonderful, and so, you know, you're a mechanical engineer doing all these different internships, but yeah. you know, we've been talking about fluoro diving <laughs> the whole time. What What is it kind of that you're focusing on, or?
1: Yeah, or? so um, I studied mechanical engineering uh, got a concentration in mechatronics. Okay. So for those that aren't familiar, it's like the combination of mechanical and electrical engineering with mm. some computer science mixed in. It's about the closest that, um, US undergrad system comes to like a, a formalized robotics degree, if you will. A okay. mm-hmm. uh, couple schools are starting to offer them, it'll become more popular as time goes on. Uh, so, mechatronics is kind of like what I concentrated in. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, more or less robotics. So, that's my interest. Uh, I have background experience ranging in robotics from like industrial automation, so like stuff on a factory floor, uh, and then all the way to like as I was telling you, deep sea robots. Right. So, kind of like the full range. So, um, I'm really interested in a, subs, a subset of robotics called field robotics. So it's more about creating specialized devices to do tasks in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's less about like, hey, I'm gonna make something that's a consumer product that we're gonna make a, a million of, mm-hmm. 10 million of. It's more like, hey, we're gonna make maybe like a base and then customize it and use it for certain applications. Right. Um, because I think like, that's where a lot of really interesting technology is coming down to mm-hmm. um, it's a little bit more where you're focused on the objective and less about maybe the price point mm-hmm. so it lets you experiment mm-hmm. with some cooler technology and, and really push the boundaries so yeah that's very cool and it, and
0: is that what's taking you on your next journey yeah so
1: okay. yeah a little bit of both um, <laughs> the scuba diving certainly uh <laughs> <helps>. <laughs> your engine, yeah Yeah. so wait for
0: real quick how long have you been doing this like floral diving you said you started kind of end of uh, college right
1: if yeah so say. um the development process has been on and off like okay, like yeah. any project mm-hmm. for probably phew, two and two and a half three years okay wow. um my first like official Florida I was about a year ago okay uh wow. and that's where I was oh, that was my first one with my setup right. the first one I did was a little over a year ago and that okay. was in Monterey um, so and now you're hooked and I'm hooked right? <laughs> yeah. me too yeah me too. exactly and like it's cool is you can even fluoro snorkel yeah like it's not just limited mm-hmm. to dives right you know like I would love um, while I'm still here this weekend to, uh, to go out to Montana de Oro during low tide um, for the tide pools mm-hmm. and see what's going on mm-hmm. in the tide pools right you okay. know like how many yeah. anemones you got in there yeah do starfish completely. fluoresce let's find out you know so like, <laughs> wow. it's like, it's an open book, right? right. It's really an open book. So uh, yeah, so back to your question, the next chapter for me um, in the process of moving to Australia, mm-hmm. so I'm heading out there pretty soon. And um, certain part of Australia, uh, the Southeast Queensland area is becoming Australia's like quote unquote robotics hub okay. um, and doing quite a bit in field robotics. So uh, doing you know, great barrier reef management with mm-hmm. field robotics. Um, they're doing uh, autonomous aerial vehicle, UAV, or drone mm-hmm. testing mm-hmm. in the Outback. Because, um, uh, I mean, there's there's a lot out there, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot of really unique applications. Um, something we take for granted in the US, at least in the more urbanized areas, is mm-hmm. like easy access to medical care, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, right. you know, uh, I'm feeling a little under the weather, let me head into my dock and see what's going on. Well, what do you do for the the cattle or the the sheep rancher who's, you know, 400 miles from the nearest 400 person town, mm-hmm. you know, what do you do for them? Wow. So they're looking at UAV use and doing uh, rural medicine delivery, wow, you know? Fascinating. So yeah. bring a UAV in, uh, purely autonomous, um, you know, waypoint positioning, bring it in. Hey, uh, here's some instructions on um, how to do a blood draw for yourself. Mm. Uh, put it back in the UAV, send it back. We'll do lab testing. And, uh, you know, in the time it would have taken you, you know to even drive to the <laughs> yeah. town like it's already back in the lab like yeah. process started so yeah. um it's a really interesting climate for that kind of research because the distances are so vast mm-hmm. uh and the space is so empty so it's really like leading the frontier in terms of yeah uav research so that's i think part of the reason why i'm going out there mm-hmm. um there's a lot of it's like kind of the wild west right now uh wow. in terms of some of the robotics applications right. and then uh just in general. <laughs> it's a, and, and the diving too. And weird. the diving <laughs> is pretty good. So <laughs> Wow.
0: Well, that is incredible. I yeah. wish you the best of luck with thank this. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking me out last night. That, oh my gosh. Yeah. We'll, we'll link a bunch of photos, and you sent me a really cool video just to kind of show this
1: effect. Sure. And hopefully, soon enough, we can be making our own videos of this. Well, metaphorically, you got to pass the torch now. Yep. Right. So, <laughs> there we go. Once yep. you make your own dive lights, you got to show somebody else. Awesome. Well, so, thank you so much, Eric. Absolutely. My pleasure, David.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something new today. I mean, I sure did. And if you don't scuba dive, I highly encourage it. It's one of the most amazing experiences. Get your certification. It's for life. And then build your floral kit. I mean, you know how. He says it all. All right. So listen to as many episodes as you want. We got a good series coming up. So you can find them on any of the podcast platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You name it, it's there. Or check out my website where you can see some of the guest bios and learn a bit more about them. So that's davidkozik.com. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks again for listening here on Polycast.